Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannett. Hello. Hello, we're back. We are back. We have a glass of rosé. We switched it up. We did switch it up. Yeah. yeah. Why? I don't know. Well, we like is, change. Yeah, we like change. And Christina <laughs> likes rosé. Uh huh. I like red. <clears throat> we both like red. So is it a little weird? Because I know that a lot of our listeners are like on East Coast time and mm-hmm. stuff and like in totally different countries, which I just find to be awesome. So amazing. <laughs> like how we're creeping across the globe. Yes. <laughs> but like when I, when we release these, it's like really early in the morning and then people like listen to them on their way to work. Yeah. Which is funny because we're always like, we're drinking wine. And so <laughs> if you have your cup of coffee in hand right now, That's all right. we can cheers to that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. absolutely Uh, so in this episode we kind of just wanted to talk about um the what word do i want to use the importance the importance that's a great word Mm -hmm. yes get it we want to talk about the importance of being true to your identity and not losing yourself in the chaos that can be stepmotherhood and being in a blended family and co-parenting and all of that. And it can just get so complicated where one day you are sitting on your bathroom floor, drinking a bottle of wine and crying. (laughs) not going to say that was me. I won't admit that. (laughs) I won't either. Okay. (laughs) But I just feel like you don't want to get to that point where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Where how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And where, you know, where did I go? Where, where how do I find her again? And Cause it happens. It does happen. And I feel like <clears throat> it happens in a lot of, um, a lot of phases in your life and stuff where you take on all these different identities mm-hmm. and then, you know, you have to make a conscious decision or conscious effort in being, true to yourself and continuing to continuing to work on yourself and be insightful um in who you really are it's really easy to get lost in the drama of this life so just pay attention and (laughs) don't lose yourself amen to that so we we kind of Gannett and I kind of just had a conversation over lunch a couple days ago when we were like you know we should really bring this uh onto an episode and um because I mean, Gannett and I are friends, and mm-hmm. we are stepmoms, but we are so much more than that. Um, Absolutely. And as we kind of move through our podcast venture, we, you know, I kind of want to represent more of ourselves and, yeah. and remind our listeners that you are also more than a stepmom. Mm-hmm. There's layers to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Shrek. 
Did you watch? Do you watch Shrek? Has you know, I only saw the first one. <laughs> the only okay. Yeah. So you know that mm-hmm. it's you're like an onion. Yeah. And you have to like peel back the layers. Sure. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're gonna talk about today. Onions. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keeping true to your identity. And so Gnett and I are just going to talk about who we are and what we were doing before becoming a stepmom and what we kind of do, um, to snap ourselves back into it when, um, when we feel like we're getting lost in the mess of other people's lives, because it's kind of what it is, right? Like, yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, especially you, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like, let's talk about that. (laughs) Where was Gannett before you met your husband? Oh man, um, my life was go. I was going through some challenges before I met my husband, but th- there were some good and, and some bad. So, a year before I met my husband, my father passed away, um, and so I was going through a tricky time of navigating life again. Not again. L- navigating differently? life differently. Differently. Mm-hmm. Without a very very important uh, person, very influential person in my life, which is my father, very very close to him. So. Um, so that was like a year before, but, but, but prior to that, I mean, I was, I was working, mm-hmm. um, at you the weren't, time. You, you weren't sure that you were even going to stay in Washington. Yeah. I was working for the federal <laughs> government and I was actually literally in the process of making, um, transitions and doing some paperwork and talking to, there was uh, like paperwork even being there done? Was paperwork. There was, there was a union member involved about how I could transfer over to, uh, live in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and then what you met him and then it was just like, yeah, no, you can shred that. Yeah. Oh shit. So, <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, here's why, because I think in, um, in past relationships, I have always mm. been very careful about decisions that are non-committal. non-committal. We can use that too. <laughs> <laughs> non-committal, careful, overthought a lot of things, never really just trusted my heart. Um, so I had to overthink and analyze and all of that. So in this scenario, um, you know, like I say, I was going through a lot of life transitions personally. Um, I was navigating my next career steps. I was working for the federal government, but I wanted to um, focus more on the um, mental health and c- clinician um, you know, kind of field, the field of um, mental health and social work more specifically. And so I wanted to really take that and maybe it was a little bit of an, an escape route for hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was just a way for me to start over in many ways. But when meeting my husband, I thought to myself, I'm still going to go. No, I'm not going to go. I'm still going to go. No, I'm not going to go. I went back and forth. But then I said, trust in the love. Mm. For the first time, trust yeah. in the love, the process of this yeah. relationship. Take a risk in it. Mm-hmm. Damn it, take a risk because I never took risks before. It was always... Was your dad a risk taker? No. No? No. Well, no, I, I take that back. He... I, I get mean, the, I he, think moving from one country to another say, country exactly what with I a pregnant of. wife and his other kids was uh, pretty risky. Yes, exactly. No, I, yeah, I definitely retract that. Did he them. take a risk on love? He did take a risk on love. My family immigrated. Maybe that was your dad, like, looking down on you and being like, Yeah. Hey, baby girl. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I, do, I do miss him. But you, you're right. He, I guess I said no um, initially because 
I learned a lot of my structure and discipline mm. from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he very much taught me a lot of how to be responsible, how to make the right decisions, how to think through your decisions. And I represent him in, in that aspect, um, definitely, 100%. But yes, you're right. When leaving, you know, um, for those of you that don't know, my family um, is from, originally from Eritrea, small country right next to Ethiopia in the Horn of Africa, um, and immigrated in the 80s during a 30-year civil war. And so in that aspect, you're absolutely right, Christina. My father uh, took a huge risk with Mm -hmm. my mom and four siblings. Because she was pregnant with you Mm -hmm. when she came to the States. Yeah. Yeah. So fun fact, you guys. I'm in a a blended family, but I'm also from, I stem from a blended family. So my mother was pregnant with me um, and came to the United States with my father and four of my siblings, my half-siblings, who my father had from a previous marriage. Um, and then when they came to the United States, I was born shortly after. By shortly, I mean two months later. Oh, my God. So <laughs> that was fun. And, um, and then uh, my younger brother was born later on. So uh, my so mother... So your mom was a stepmom. My mom was a stepmom. She was a stepmom the entire time. And then my sibling's biological mother came to the United States uh, when they were well into their adult years. Mm. So... Yes, he was definitely a risk taker. Um, but going back to risking um, for love, for love, meeting your man. I did that. Yeah, I did yeah. that for him. Man, <laughs> lucky person. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> but um, no, it. Um, the, so that's where I was before I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Before I met, yeah, this yeah. man that I fell in love with yeah. and started a relationship with. Yeah, that's where I was. Just trying to navigate my next steps um, and enjoying me mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what. Uh, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. So. And then, yeah, so, like, I feel like for both of us, it was mm-hmm. like, we meet these guys, and then it's like, boom, mm-hmm. here's all my drama, <laughs> here's all the shit that comes with it, yeah. and then, I mean, both of us, like, when we've talked about this in, in other episodes, too, where we just kind of, like, step up and, you know, fill a void, yeah. either in our partner's lives or in the kiddos' lives. Right. And it just, you know, like, I remember, like, meeting my husband and then being completely immersed in his present-day life. Wait, so let's, let's time out here. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to you being immersed in his everyday yeah. life, yeah. which, you know, I know, your, I know your story. So tell the listeners, yeah. prior to meeting your husband, what, what was Christina doing? Um, so I was in a long-term relationship that had recently ended and I spent like six or seven months like just being with myself Mm. and honestly like aside from the beautiful moments that I've had with my husband those six months of just being with myself has been like it it was such a blessing because I was living on my own for like the very first time like just my like no roommates like just me I was working at a really great job um I was going to the gym and I had a through the gym I had like a really good community of friends I was you're underplaying your your gym act Activities and or participation. She was well, like this know. badass. They know. I mean, if you've listened, if you haven't listened, and this is the first episode, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, new listener. But uh, I was very active in my CrossFit community, um, competing. I was working out, you know, like 
four or five, six days out of the week, um, preparing for competitions and stuff and eating paleo and totally drinking the CrossFit Kool-Aid. Like that was, that was my life. And I really liked it. It was, um, especially after going through, like while going through a breakup, like I will say that going to the gym was more than just like healthy for me, um, physically, but like, you know, it really filled a void for me. And then while going to the gym, um, that's how I met my husband. So (laughs) Gannett's having a coughing fit. We're just going to interject really quick. (laughs) Drink more wine. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Something happens in the winter where I just cough a lot. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, um, that, that, so the gym is how I met my husband and I feel like the stars kind of just aligned. Um, and I feel like that there was a reason why I went to that gym and like, Mm -hmm. I get kind of mushy and Jake does too. when we're talking about how he met and stuff that just, cause I traveled all over the, the world really when I was a kid and ended up back in my near my home town hometown birth town and that's how we met so it's just kind of weird but um yeah so I went from being like single living in an apartment by myself only worried about me and then met him and it was like hey I have this whole world going on because he had another community he's um a skydiver and so yes he jumps out of planes (laughs) for fun (laughs) So, you know, he has a whole community of friends in that regard. And then, you know, I got, I got pushed into that willingly. I was like, this is rad. Like I want to jump out of planes. And so we did that and met his son. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Within two years, we're married and pregnant. (laughs) There you go. So (laughs) is that true? Yeah. We got married October, 2015 and... My daughter was She's born two. was born September 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. You two knew what you wanted. Yeah, we you had a plan. We yeah. had a plan. I love it. Um, but along that, like, road, I think for both of us, it was like, I, I was completely aware when little bits of me were falling off. Yeah. Like, when we moved and when we bought our house and we moved away from our gym... Mm-hmm. that right there was like it was just like a severed piece of me mm-hmm. where I ne- no longer saw my friends that I would see every day I you know was no longer doing that physical stuff that that goals of competition like all that just stopped yeah and then it was like oh instead of that I need to figure out how to parent a four-year-old right oh okay yeah <laughs> that's easy (laughs) (laughs) and navigate a bio mom that hates my guts Mm -hmm. but what made that transition what made what made i I guess saying easy but i mean you led with love worth it worth it what made it worth it (laughs) there it is what made it worth it um my husband yeah yeah um we always i mean from the very beginning to two nights ago we talk about what our ideals are mm-hmm. and what we want our relationship to be to us and what we want our relationship to be to our children. Um, we 
love with intention and he's I, I say this because I never had that mindset before meeting my husband. He brought that into the relationship where wow. it was, I'm doing this with purpose mm-hmm. and I will always do it with purpose. And when I suck at doing it with purpose, I need you to let me know, but I need you to know that that's my intention. And wow. so we keep each other accountable where, I mean, we have these conflicts and we have these issues and we have all of whatever, and we have the space to tell each other we're not living up to our ideals. This isn't what we wanted. This mm-hmm. isn't what we're, what we're achieving. This isn't what we're, you know, um, searching for. And so from the very beginning, he's always been like that where he's like, this is, this is the relationship that we want. This is what we want to nurture. And so even through the hard stuff, it's like, okay, then that's worth it. Yeah. Then, you know, he, I can say a lot of great things about him, but, um, yeah. So it was always worth it because it was that ideal, that dream. I wanted a house with him. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get married. I want to have babies with him. I want to do all these things. And so it was, I didn't, I didn't see it as sacrificing in any sense. It was just, my life is evolving, Mm -hmm. but going back to getting to that point where you don't recognize yourself anymore mm-hmm. when you're looking in the mirror and you're just like, who am I to myself? Yeah. I know who I am mm-hmm. to my husband. I know who I am to my stepkids. I know who I am or who she thinks I am to buy a mom or my mom or, you know, whoever's in your life, you know who you are to them, but who are you to yourself? Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, all right, I need to check it. Yeah. I need to figure out like what I'm doing for me personal inventory yeah 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 you have Mm -hmm. to be accountable for that yep yep do you think um because I know this about you and the listeners don't you have a background with some being a part of a blended family Mm -hmm. growing up Mm -hmm. you think that helped in your transition yeah um so my my parents divorced when I was like nine or ten and my mom remarried soon after to my stepdad, um, who remained my stepdad up until I uh, got into college. So most of my teen years. Um, and then my dad has remarried a couple times, and now he's um, currently married to a wonderful woman. Uh, <laughs> I adore her. <laughs> uh, I won't call her my stepmom, though, because, um, well, she's my husband's age. So let's start with that. <laughs> I'm too grown for that. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a grown-ass woman. Yeah. Like, she's not parenting me in any way. She's an awesome friend. Um, and she's family. And she's family, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like my the majority of my blended family experience growing up was my stepdad. And I remember um, I remember the conflict that would happen, the, like, the difference in parental styles, and that my mom was way more lax with me mm. than my stepdad was. My stepdad was like, no, she can't go out wearing that. <laughs> And I'd be like, fucking watch me. Yeah, my mama said okay. <laughs> and my, yeah, my mom would be like, she's fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or my mom would be like, just pack your shit in your bag and just change when you leave. <laughs> That's the kind of mom that everybody wants. <laughs> right? As a teenager. Oh, yeah, good times. Um, Her mom is pretty cool, you guys. Yeah, my FYI. mom is dope. Side note, she's, she's dope. <laughs> But, it, you know, like, I, I remember those conflicts and stuff, so it's really interesting to, like, look back and be like, huh, like, I was the cause of a lot of stuff. And, I mean, my dad, 
wasn't crazy. He wasn't like, I mean, I don't really know the feelings behind everything, but I, I feel in general that not to like stereotype or, you know, judge across the board, but that step moms and bio moms have more conflict maybe than the stepdads and bio dads. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like at least in my situation that it was just way like more even keel and my dad wasn't causing drama and, Mm -hmm. you know, emailing my stepdad that he's a crazy bitch, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) which happens in my life. (laughs) I'd love to read the research on on that. But your dad was also military. Yes. So he Mm -hmm. probably... Yeah, he had definitely had values and yes, discipline yes, about himself, and yes. even if he may have felt that way. Yeah, he, he wouldn't, like, act on it. Yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, just going to plug this, we will be having a stepdad on our show yeah. um, in the coming months, mm-hmm. so be looking for that. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, I think blended families, just having that background does kind of keep you in tune. Um, and it's so common. Mm-hmm. Like, we yeah. are more common than... People uncommon. let up, like, yeah, you know, and divorce can be a good thing. And if the kid is seeing healthy relationships and all that stuff, so yeah, you know, I um, that's probably why we have a, we had a level of understanding when we entered this, yeah, yes, yeah. entered our, our scenarios and our relationships, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it defines us, right, going forward, yes, or presently, or yeah, in so <laughs> if like. In those times when I'm like look like looking at myself being like what who am I like I have to the first thing that I do is like spend some time by myself mm-hmm. like I remove myself from the situation mm-hmm. and not in like a mean way where I'm like husband be gone with you I have work <laughs> to do like it's just like you know what like I just need some space and mm-hmm. I need to regroup and recharge and figure out what makes my heart beat again yeah besides the love of my lives you know my kids and my husband like who am I yeah besides who I am to them and like you mm-hmm. over this past weekend what did you do Gannett because I'm so fucking jealous <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I took the opposite approach of what you just described, which was um, pretty much, you know, vocalizing your need for time. And it, it stemmed from a very difficult weekend. But um, I got up on Sunday morning and I just said, I have just had enough and I need some Gannett time. So the first thing I did was clean the house, which <laughs> is just, definitely that Gannett is time. therapy, though, for you. <laughs> and it's already clean, but I just had to make sure it was clean. And my husband was still asleep. My um, uh, stepdaughter was finishing breakfast, so I just let him know, hey, she... Was he still... He was still sleeping when He was left? in the bed, but, you know, I let him know, listen, I, I'm going to step out for a little bit. Um, your so you daughter's know, up. You your daughter's up. She's her. been fed. She's hanging out and playing. And so that was that, and he's all groggy and whatever. So I kind of took a little bit of a... Um, just what do you call it? impromptu or abrupt yeah. approach? And you I saw was an like, opportunity, and I was like, I'm gonna do this shit. It was kind of cold, but it was beautiful and it was sunny. And I live in a part of um, well, about twenty, yeah, twenty twenty minutes north of Seattle, where um, I'm a few minutes from the water, and it was just beautiful. So I decided I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna work out. So I'm in the middle of my gym workout. Nice. And I'm like, get my workout on. Super Bowl's coming. Let me do a quick workout. It'll be good. 
get my time in. And then I'm looking as I'm on the elliptical, like looking through the windows of the gym, like, damn, the sun's coming out. What are you doing indoors, Gannett? Mm. So I left the gym. Because you were in Seattle and it's like, what? Vitamin D? Exactly. Vitamin D? Like, There's sun? <laughs> Holy not shit. raining? <laughs> get out. So I got out and I went down uh, near the water and I got my headphones on and I did a walk. And I did a little bit of a jog, and I saw so many people out, so many people with smiles on their face, faces, and I was just so happy. And I thought to myself, I am going to stay here mm-hmm. for as long as I want. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm just without that it. guilt or like urgency yes. to get home. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't looking at the clock. I might have looked at it once or twice because I was like, make sure I want to get home so I watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I was like, this is my time. So I, I and. Sorry to interject, but no. it's like going back to like that guilt and that like I feel that and it's like yeah. I have to tell myself and be like, he's taking care of his kid. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Like, and I took care of my part. The house right. is clean. <laughs> the kid is fed. She's playing. So that part's checked off. Yeah. So he now can I'm handle like, it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So now I'm going to go take care of me. And <coughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. Oh, your earring just popped <coughs> off. <laughs> Exactly. Drink more wine. <laughs> I have these coughing spells with this weather, I swear. <laughs> this is why I need to be in warmer climate. Texas, hear me yeah, roar. Texas. <laughs> with that being said, I said to myself, you know, I could go home now. I could shower. I can make lunch for everyone and all that. But I thought to myself, no, he, he has it. He's got it. I'm going to go to brunch by myself. Oh, my and God. Y'all, let me tell you, I went to this cute spot right by the water Fairies are going in and out, and I had a beautiful brunch, had a special coffee, if y'all know what I'm talking about, special coffee (laughs) by myself, and I was just, you know, you'd think I I was on my phone. I wasn't. I wasn't on my phone. Yes, I was looking out the window. I was thinking. I was relaxing. I was enjoying this time. I was looking around at people also enjoying brunch, whether it be with their families or their friends or whomever. And I was content and happy mm. in this moment where all I had to do was be with myself. Yeah. I felt good about the fact that I just exercised and yeah. I'm enjoying this nice meal. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. why don't I do this more often? Yeah. And why can't I leave the guilt at the door Yeah. Mm-hmm. a little bit more often? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I really took advantage yeah. of that. And then a couple hours later, my husband texts, What's your location? Are you okay? <laughs> he was also ex-military. ETA. Yeah, it's like, okay, my location is X, Y, and Z. You send me a, send you a Google pin? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Get off my grill. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? So, um, but yeah, no, that's a really good example. Yeah. I just had to really just check out, and it felt good. And I came back, and I was in a good mood, you know, for yeah. multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And I, I feel like, one, we need to do that more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's like that guilt and then asking for it. Right. And, and I get asked, like, all the time, you know, how do you make time for this? Or how do you do this or whatever? It's like, if you put it in your calendar, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, if you communicate with your partner, like, even in just recording podcasts, like, our husbands know. Yeah. Hey, homie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like my husband to make this happen yes. tonight. Yes. My husband had to pick up both kids, uh-huh. which he never does. I was going to say, <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what I wanted you to hit on. Like he'll pick up 
my son, but he won't pick up our daughter just because of the location and the way that our schedules work and stuff like that. But tonight I was like, yo, the only way this is going to happen is if you're able to pick up both kids. Can Mm -hmm. you make it happen? And Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, I can make it happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Husband for the win. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like, if you ask for what you need Mm -hmm. and if you, you know, carve it into your time, like, for me, it's like yoga. Mm Mm-hmm. It's every Saturday at 9 a.m. It just, it's just what happens. Yeah. And my husband does the same thing. And that's the whole thing of like having those conversations because we're having this whole discussion right now about right. what we do. Our husbands also want to have their identities outside of being in the family. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a, an agreement or a respect that we give to each other where yeah. I'm like, Babe, you haven't gone and seen Colin in, you know, several weeks. Like, how about, you know, sometime night, sometime this week you go see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just making those things and, and advocating for each other yeah. um, instead of getting into that. Because the, I know, like, when I get, like, I'll be making dinner one night and the kids, you know, are chasing each other and it's just chaotic in a house. And I'm just, I find myself feeling really sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, why am I so sad? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know why I'm sad. I haven't done something for myself lately. Sure. I haven't, you know, you know, gone out and seen a girlfriend. I haven't gone outside just to be with me. I haven't, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like checking in and realizing um, where your emotions are coming from. And so much of that, I mean, it all goes back to recharging yourself. Yep. And so much of that makes you a better wife, makes yep. you a better stepmom, makes you a better mom, mm-hmm. makes you a better friend, daughter, yeah. sister, whatever. All that. Like, all that stuff. Um, so, we we have questions, right? We do have questions. We do have questions. So, we asked, um, we asked the audience... <laughs> We ask you fellow <laughs> followers and listeners, uh, because we are just wanting and just to like talk about how we, you know, remind ourselves about who we are outside of being a stepmom. Yeah. But also, um, just wanting to celebrate who we are mm-hmm. outside of being a stepmom yeah. and being like, okay, for, you know, this episode or yeah, co- moving forward, getting to know us, us as individuals, as women. Yeah. Um, in addition to us being yeah. spouses, this is and an exercise. Mothers, stepmothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because um, I got excited about this because I'm like, I do want to answer this because I need to remind myself too. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that I like to do? What is it that excites me? What, mm-hmm. just what reminders does does Gannett need? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you wake up and there's a routine and there's just a lot on your plate in your day and your yeah. week and your month and you're like, hold up. Yeah. To where, you know, uh, an episode like Sunday and, you know, where I just, Mm -hmm. you know, did a thing for a few hours by myself and I just felt like, man, Mm -hmm. man, I need to tap back into that because, you know, when our kids, our stepkids, our adults and we're there with our spouses and every year and every month that goes on between now and then, uh, we still, you know, life is so precious. We still have mm-hmm. to check in with ourselves and do that, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, that personal inventory. Mm-hmm. And we're better people for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I I have a hard time <clears throat> because, and I talk about this every once in a while, that I'm a Taurus and I'm a two on the Enneagram. 
but <laughs> that I'm like a giver. Like I yep. am a giver and I'm, I am sometimes compassionate to a fault where I, um, empathize so much for someone that I, I lose track of what I need. Yep. And, um, I, my personality type in particular, I have to keep a pulse Mm-hmm. on my own energy and my own my own levels of happiness and stuff because I will often I don't like to use the word sacrifice because I I maybe like yeah sure sure but I do it with intention it's never the result is never resentment right I don't resent because it is with intention that I do this mm-hmm. and it's without you know reciprocity I'm not asking for anything in return mm-hmm. but there does get there is a point where my battery is low yeah and um, we just have to recharge. Recharge. Yeah. So, um, in an effort to do that, let's talk about who we are other than stepmoms. Let's do it. <laughs> so, we asked uh, <laughs> listeners to give us um, some questions, and we were going to answer these are non stepmom related questions. This is just who we are as people. Yeah. We're just people. We're people. We are people. <laughs> I, that's my. Before that's I... my. Talking to my two-year-old voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I juicy bee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh God. My Shit, it gets weird when you become a mom. She's so cute. Her kid is so cute. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. You have the questions, Gannett. What are we answering? All right. So, let's see. Um, number one, what's your favorite place? Or, excuse me, where's your favorite place to escape? Hmm. Um, so we can go literal or we can yeah. go... Yeah, well, let's answer both. Let's answer both. Let's answer both. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So I grew up on the Oregon coast, so the ocean will always be my resting place. Mm. Um, even when I was a teenager, I, I would, you know, as a teenager, you're in that angst, you're in that heartbreak, you're in that, you know that struggle to fit in, that struggle to figure out who you are and what you want to do with your life. All these really fucking heavy things that I don't think a 15 or 16 year old so should heavy. be thinking about. And that was before social media. <laughs> <laughs> to age myself. But um, maybe there was MySpace? No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Okay. No, that was like senior year, freshman year. Facebook uh, yeah, and MySpace yeah. came out. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Anyways, so I... I always found salvation with my ass in the sand. Mm-hmm. I would just retreat and sit in the sand. I would probably have like a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate. I don't know what the fuck I was drinking back then. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't rosé. <laughs> but I would just sit in the sand and I would watch the, the waves and I would listen and feel the breeze and all those like really meditative, mm-hmm. like, you know, the all the the feeling of the sand between my toes and like all that stuff like so even if because I don't live on the Oregon coast anymore um even in those moments where I feel really down that's where I go in my head Mm -hmm. and it centers me Mm. and like I I it's like a religion it's really weird like the ocean the Pacific Ocean fuck the Atlantic sorry (laughs) (laughs) Ocean in general is just so therapeutic for me. So that yeah. that would be my that that's my answer. I'm a beach girl. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Coasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, mine is along the same lines as you. Um, I would say that both fantasy and, and reality has been um, anywhere warm. You know, I've mm-hmm. traveled a lot. We both have traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been to the Caribbean a few times, whether it be Hawaii or Africa, you know, um, going back to my home country. The Maybe it's in my blood, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I, you know, I yeah. don't know. Maybe. Did you just not put that together? Yeah. I just... <laughs> make a joke of it i'm like you know i'm african i need to have warm climate well yeah so it is in your blood exactly weirdo (laughs) it's true it really is true i so just anywhere where it's just warm and beautiful and i love being outside i don't even need to be doing anything besides just sitting down you know when i went to the caribbean um, and just being in well you just went you went to miami i just went to miami exactly i just want somewhere where it's it's sunny, and the climate is So just... you're saying if there are listeners that are mm-hmm. in warm climates that would like to house us for a couple yes. days to vacation, yeah. you hit us up. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I love eating outside, walking around, drinking, whatever you want to do. Just Let's hang out. Outside, exactly. Let's hang out. There's something about the warm weather that just feels so good. And I don't know, you know, being... Uh, I, I was born in the South, so I feel like I definitely have... You know, some connection there, but like um, being raised in Washington State, you know, we have such a small window of um, sunny weather, sunny weather, warm weather. <laughs> and trust me, it's beautiful here mm-hmm. during that short window yeah. to well, the two months. Yeah, it depends on where you are in the state. Where yeah. we are, that's really tip of the fucking Northwest. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But if you go, like, where my husband's family lives in eastern Washington, it's like, oh, it's sunny, like, 360 days out of the year. It's just yeah. fucking cold. Right. <laughs> right. It's that yeah. warmth that, yeah, that, uh, that, that you I want. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where... That's Anywhere where warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always cold. You are. Yeah, I'm always true. cold. I always have layers on. In my office, I have a little shawl that I wear all the time. That's true. So You look really cute in it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah it's all You're cozy. like all cozy and like yeah. holding your cup of coffee. But then sometimes I'm like, why do I need to wear this? Why can't I just be in a warm environment? Well, um, even if we were, it's because the building that we work in pumps AC as soon true. as it like <laughs> drops below. Yeah. You know, it's snowing outside. It's like, yeah. why the it's hell like, is it 40 thing? degrees in here? <laughs> yeah. The hell? So, my answer, short answer to that long story yeah. is anywhere anyway. warm and beautiful, I just love escaping too. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Should we go to question two? Yeah. What's our favorite genre of music? Oh, I know your favorite genre. Mm. Hip hop, <laughs> hip hop R and B. Yes, yes, exactly. I was waiting for you to say the second part. Primarily R and B. Yeah, I'm old school at heart, you guys, in so many ways, so many ways. But um, you give me some throwback R and B, some Charlie Wilson, some Jagged Edge, some Ooh. any kind of old mm-hmm. school. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I appreciate my um, modern R and B and my modern hip hop, but. You will always catch me uh, listening to old school R&B. There's something about the music, the lyrics, mm-hmm. the expression of love, and the expression of experiences that are um, just exhibited in the lyrics. It just, it, it, it just, it speaks to my heart. My husband, he was introduced to this when he met me, oh. and now he's understanding. <laughs> artists and who they are and he just knows so when I'm cooking and I'm cleaning or I'm having a day or I'm having a good day bad day I'm listening to it Mm -hmm. he knows to that I'm in my space and uh 
it's amazing what some old school R&B will do for my soul. So mm. that's my answer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when you were when you were in Miami, right? You mm-hmm. went to an R&B. Was it in Miami or where did you go? Was it New Year's? Where did you do? You went to an R&B concert or something recently, right? Did I? Yeah. You were like, oh, there's an R&B music playing. I don't remember. I'm not making this. I go to a lot of them, so I'm like, hold on. (laughs) So she likes concerts, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, I remember you going to one recently. I probably did. I mean, we definitely visited uh, a lot of places with some good music in Miami. Uh, But yeah, if it's it's R&B, sign me up. (coughs) Um, Actually, there's a concert coming locally, but tickets are sold out. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's that. But anyway. Yeah. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, God. I don't have one. I really don't. Um, it really depends on my mood. Like, <clears throat> um, so I attribute, I have a really old soul, as I've always been told since I was a little kid. I've been told that I have an old soul. And I can tell you that my daughter is my daughter because she also has an old soul where um, she and I share the love for Bob Dylan oh yeah yeah like folk music like folk music from the 60s and 70s um she will ask at two years old mama mama bob dylan mama bob dylan oh <laughs> which just oh my god it's like i could not have asked for like that is just yes because bob dylan has been you know one of those therapeutic like um he's a poet and all that stuff so um having her like yeah. really share that is is awesome um so the old soul part of me, Bob Dylan, um, my husband and I, we, if you watch Instagram stories, I'll sometimes, uh, uh, video my daughter dancing to like techno music because that's like my husband. And I never <laughs> liked that until meeting him where he's like, he was like, he's 10 years older than me, but he's like a clubber, like raver type of no way yeah. are you kidding no i didn't know that about your husband yeah oh i love it so he like likes the techno like trap music and it's like was he fist pumping no oh, okay no 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 okay <laughs> but like uh, so i like that it really depends on my mood but it's also funny because my husband knows this because he hates country music mm. he hates it hates it but he'll let me listen to it if i sing so I like to sing oh. country music. So if I feel like singing, I'm singing like country music, which is really weird because yeah. it's not always. But I'm also like in a Metallica, and I have this thing for Post Malone. <laughs> yes, she does, you guys. She really does. I, I'm really fucked up. I have any. I have. I have a thing for any guy with like face and neck neck tattoos. <laughs> I don't know. I might be the only person in the world. But do we do a plug for Good Girls? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so if you watch Good Girls and you also like Rio. Yes. Because that man has a neck tattoo. And let me tell you. <laughs> We're his, fans. His gangster mentality. Yes. And the way that he talks. Yeah. Oh, my God. We right. love that show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have a, like a genre. But it really just depends on my mood and where I'm at in the day and when I like. When I'm feeling because yeah. most of the time I'm listening to fucking Frozen. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I can't sing, so I'm gonna let you do that one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next question. Let's see. What do we have here? Number three. Um. Oh boy. Oh shit. What? I think we'll save this one for the for the last <laughs> question because it's it's right. quite comical. Okay. So I'm gonna go on to question four. 
Okay, this is a really good one. What characteristics or attributes does your spouse have that Ooh, helps shit. the relationship when things become very challenging and you might feel discouraged? Whoa. Boom. All right. So what wow. does our spouse have that makes us continue to love them when shit gets hard? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yes. Oh. <clears throat> you go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, um, my first thought goes to, uh, of the two of us, I will definitely credit my husband in saying he is the, his love languages are very different than mine. So he definitely has um, love languages of uh, physical touch and verbal affirmations, mm. if I have that correct. I should have these five memorized, right? So or affirmations. Affirmations, affirmations and physical touch. Physical touch, gifts. Gifts. Acts of service. And quality time. Quality time. So, Boom. physical touch. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Google five love languages and read the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, physical touch and affirmations. My husband is so good at reminding me of how much he loves me mm-hmm. and how much he's appreciative of me. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes he'll even say, because maybe I'm not responding in a positive way or the way he wants to, I know you might be tired of hearing this, but I just want to let you know mm-hmm. that I love you so much and I don't, um, take you for granted. That is something oh. that he says often. And I might have been pissed the night before, but then he says that and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he does things like that. He is the mushier one of he's the, the two. He's the mushier one yeah, he is. he really is. He is. He's gushy and he's sweet and he is... But you deserve that. I do. You I do. do. I do yeah. deserve that. And thank you for that. And, and he deserves it too. I just have a different love language towards him. But when things get hard, and there are times where I feel discouraged. I'm human. Um, whether it be the marriage or the, 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 the trials and the tribulations of, and all of that with step parenting... Mm-hmm. Um, my husband does a really good job of reminding me of how much he loves me and how much he'll do anything, mm-hmm. literally. And I, I think if I, mm-hmm. one day, he's kind of on the shy side, not really, but he will have come on, on here one day. Have him on. Have yeah. him on. Yeah. He, <laughs> he will express how much he loves me. And he's so good at it. He's way better than I am. Um, sometimes it oppresses the heck out of me. So I think for, him, for me, I would say that um, just his words and his reminders mm-hmm. of like, Listen, I know shit's tough, and this is not mm-hmm. but everything is in the park. Let's yeah. come back. Yeah. But just, I love you, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and just come on, and mm-hmm. you know, come here, and <clears throat> yeah, all that stuff. Yep. So, um, I really appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, kind of similarly, I think both of our husbands are really good at communicating how much they appreciate us. Yeah. Um, my husband has always said this one phrase since we first started dating when I would freak out about. Anything, because mm-hmm. I'm a worrier. I get anxiety. I overthink. I totally own up to that. Like yeah. I am always like 16 steps ahead of the game and like visualizing what's gonna happen and all this stuff. <clears throat> My husband does a really good job of bringing me back to present, mm-hmm. and he always says, "Is it small potatoes?" Hmm. Which sounds so simple, yeah. But to him, to us, it means. Is it really going to matter in the bigger scheme of things? Does it really, is it going to matter? Is this small potatoes? Like, is it like worth getting so worked up about? 
And whether that was like buying a house, mm-hmm. which was fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or planning a wedding or raising your kiddo or raising, raising your daughter or dealing with bio mama drama. Yeah. He, when I get to a place where I just need to be brought back to center, he'll mm-hmm. just say that. And I so appreciate that because he knows me in a way where he can, he, he's not always great at it, but for the most part, he can sense she really needs to hash this out on her own. She really needs to go through the motions of being upset and whatever, whatever, and he'll let me be, Mm -hmm. or he'll sense like, Hey, you need to come back to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what he'll say. Baby, come back. Yeah. Come back to me. Look at me. This is what it's about. Mm-hmm. This is what we're in this for. This is what this is why we're here. This is what has created this entire life that we have. Come back to me. Yeah. And that is so powerful, especially when I get all in my feelings. Right. And it's hard to see the light. And it's hard to see myself. And mm-hmm. it's hard to see anything other than red. Yeah. And yeah. he just does a really good job of that. And I, I appreciate him so much for that. And... Um, I love the way that we're imperfect. I love the way that we're still growing and figuring each other out because mm-hmm. sometimes the man drives me fucking crazy. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But, but those, those are the moments where I, I just soak it in and I'm, he is doing good and he has good intentions and he is learning too in all of this. Yeah. And it's, um, like he's texting me right now. <laughs> I should look at them her uh, I look at my I watch I watch he felt his ears burning oh. <laughs> so yeah that's 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 my answer shout out to our husband yeah we love our husband shout out to your husband who uh, he knew we were he talking knew about, what we're about. <laughs> um number four whatever whichever number number what have you what are some of uh your hobbies. So what are what are? Oh hobbies? shit! You go first. I just got done talking. Oh jeez. Mm. Uh, you know I don't. Gannett's hobbies are like relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> it's relaxing because I feel like I'm always on the go go go, and I'm always. Uh huh. I've always since I was a very young put um, been a giver. You know, put a lot of things and a lot of people um, in front of me. So with me, like hobbies, I, I guess, I guess I need to really work on identifying them or maybe I don't I'm not sure but what I do enjoy so I guess I'll just change the wording Mm. from hobby to what I enjoy so what I enjoy is I do enjoy um exercising and moving my body um I can't identify it as a hobby because it's not something that I do on a consistent schedule or with a specific regimen and things like that um but when I do exercise and move my body I love it I feel good it's my own time and actually uh listening to my music and working out definitely takes me out of the day-to-day stuff and actually zone out so I love doing that um this is gonna sound wild to a lot of y'all but I love cleaning I really do there's something about something was instilled in me as a young child um, where a clean home equals a, a feeling of relaxation and relief so I love cleaning it's the first thing I do I do not leave the house with a dish in the sink, you guys. That's how I feel. Call it OCD. I call it a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you sick, girl. Yeah, I know. I'm twisted. You can 
come to my house yeah. if ever you're feeling hobby-like. Well, hey, <laughs> hobby-like, honey. <laughs> so I love doing that, but um, I love taking some time out and watching my shows. That's definitely a hobby of mine. Um, listening to my music like we just talked about. And mm-hmm. um, I guess I guess the biggest thing is just whatever I'm doing, if it's just for me, yeah, then it's it my counts. hobby. Yep, yep, Boom. totally. So... So that's, that's how I'd answer that question. I don't mm-hmm. really have like a craft or a sport that I'm into mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, but yeah. If it means me time, then it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to interject really quick. Okay. So um, you guys, while we're recording, uh-huh. I got a text from my husband. Mm-hmm. This is an example of why I love this man. Okay. Oh. Here we go. He says, what time do you think you'll be home? Mm-hmm. Now remind you, I'll remind you, he's home with both kids right now. Which means he has to do dinners and bedtimes. He has to pack for lunches. He has to do all that shit, you know? Yeah. And I said, hey, currently recording. Would you mind if I grab dinner with G? Because G and I plan on getting dinner after this. Absolutely. I'll probably still be home before bed. Yeah. And he wrote, doesn't bother me. Just trying to plan our dinner. Go have fun with your girl. is the last question that is why i love that man yeah like shit like that he understands this is this is your time mm-hmm. you give to the family all the, like that right there fills me up so i love it yes is your bucket full my bucket is full oh yay <laughs> okay that's awesome all right so what was the question uh, uh what are your what are some oh, of my your hobbies? hobbies okay yeah um i do yoga yeah. Uh, I do yoga and kind of similar to Gannette that anything that I feel like I'm just doing for myself is a hobby. So mm-hmm. this podcast and our Instagram is definitely a hobby. I put a lot of time and thought Absolutely. into that. Um, and I really value my relationships with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So I have, um, I have three best friends who are, long distance. I have one that lives in Portland, Oregon. I have one that lives in Boston, Massachusetts, and I have one that lives in Paris, France. Mm. (laughs) And so I, their friendships mean, um, the world to me. So I try and, um, invest in that. And sometimes that feels like a hobby because long distance relationships in general are like their work. So, um, Marco Polo, the app is amazing for that. Um, but I try, and, and I say that in, in that I try and um, go and see them and plan visits and yeah. and plan things with my girlfriends, go hiking, go, you know, do whatever. Um, I love to hike. I love to do yoga. I love to color in my adult coloring book. Mm. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, girl, Amazon. Yeah. Adult coloring books are the shit. They are. I know they were probably like really big like a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. they're still amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Especially when it's like you color in like, fuck off or something like, <laughs> and then you just want to wrap it up and mail it to Biomom. <laughs> it's pretty, bitch. My therapeutic exercise for the week. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I think we have time for one more question. Well, no, no. Well, we oh, have one shit. quick one because I can, This one. is gonna be really fast, and then the, the last question is also quick. Okay, Excuse okay. So me. two more questions. Ready, set, go. Do we watch true crime? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen um, 
it in advertisements and right on television. Okay, so let's talk about. So we know we watch Good Girls. Good Girls, Netflix, y'all. Um, Get hip. I do watch crime shows. Like mm-hmm. before you even got here, uh, I was watching this documentary on Netflix about this chick who killed her boyfriend and stuff i like watching like forensic files yeah. and like shit like that i've been watching like the ted bundy mm-hmm. shit I've like seen it, yeah. i do have an infatuation with killers for and don't some you fucking watch, listen to podcasts about that i do <laughs> <laughs> like so yes i don't watch true crime but i but that's also because i don't watch a lot of things in general um i watch a lot of reruns of friends mm-hmm. like i'm a huge friends okay here's i'm just gonna pose this to the listeners okay. if you also watch Friends religiously. I urge you to send me a DM of, with a trivia question. Uh-oh. And I will fucking answer it. Oh. <laughs> she says she's I, up for a challenge, I'm y'all. up for a challenge. I, <laughs> I have a birthday coming in April, and Yay. I'm going to throw a birthday party that's Friends-themed. So, anything Friends-related, I'm obsessed with. I'm excited. Yes. You better do it after I get back from my trip. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's my birthday. <laughs> but you watch like reality shit. I do. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, I'll be honest, but when I do, it's reality. Um, or it's documentaries with my husband, which I'm not really paying attention to. Oh, we're just on our phone scrolling. My I husband kn- does the same I thing. I know. So, um, <laughs> guilty pleasures, uh, off the top of my head. Married at First Sight for my Married at First Sight fans. I love that. I love the clinical piece of it. I love how the experts analyze the relationships um, and the progress of the marriage. Um, My Real Housewives of Atlanta, shout out to that. And my Vanderpump Rules. I know we got a couple of fans out there that watch that. So those are my guilty (laughs) Well, I actually sit down and watch it. Um, And then lately, like, good girls, I've been really into that. It reminds me. Yes. And I fell in love with that show because it's about moms that um, are radical. They're badass. They're so dope. And they'll do anything (laughs) for their families. And Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the stuff Mm -hmm. like, would I really do? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I respect them and love them. Especially Ruby. Like, really? Like, you're married to a cop. I know. Like, what? You got balls, girl. Badass. You got a vagina that's big. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, okay, last question. All right, the last question. Up. This is going to be so easy. I think we can both uh, answer it. Okay. I uh, haven't seen these questions. I don't know. What are they? <laughs> last questions. And and keep in mind, you guys, we're mental health professionals, so we're going to oh, uh, say this with a little bit of humor. Okay. <laughs> I've worked in this setting before. Christina has a lot of experience. So um, if you could, this question, if you could lock up any one individual <laughs> in a mental hospital... Who would that individual be? Oh, please. That has to be like... <laughs> we'll just answer Ready? for each other. One, two, two three. three. Bio, Bio mom. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's that has fun. to be a rhetorical question because they knew what we were going to say. Yeah. Ex- I mean, exactly. Right, come on. It, Who else would we pick? Yeah. I mean, whether or not she needs it, I think she just needs some time away to work on who she wants to be. Mm-hmm. And to maybe find herself again, just like what this whole episode is about, right? Sure. That's a very nice way of saying way it. Way to tie it all back yeah. in. She has clearly lost her mind. Yeah. And needs to find herself again mm-hmm. and who she is as a person. What we might call stabilization. Stabilization. Yes. Maybe meds are involved. We don't know. Not our business. We hope for the best. We hope for the best. 
So we hope for some good interventions. <laughs> so to end this episode, we are asking you to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize that person, yeah, or if she looks a little blurry, okay, to really focus on you today and maybe this week or however long it takes. Mm-hmm. But for you to recenter, to regroup, to do something for you, to find out, you know, what makes you happy and what makes you energetic and what brings joy to you, mm-hmm. um, because that will trickle down and snowball effect to everything else in your life. So don't forget about you. Yeah. You are a wife you or a girlfriend. You are a stepmom, but that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Yeah. That is just a tiny part of who you are. So invest. One layer of your onion. One layer of your onion. Invest in who you are as mm-hmm. a whole. Invest mm-hmm. in what what you were before all of this. Yeah. Find her again and feed her. She's hungry. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and if you need to feed that individual, and maybe this episode helped you because it helped me remind myself of... Um, Maybe I need to do more. Maybe I need to look into... You need to go to more brunches. More brunches. Mm-hmm. Or feed that interest of mine. Or Christina and I talked about starting some salsa dance yes. classes together. Yes. And just having those ideas with your girlfriends or your family or whomever mm-hmm. you turn to. Um, let this Advocate be, for yourself. Yeah. Let this motivate you. Uh, because it certainly motivated us to yeah. tap back into ourselves. So, yeah. yeah. Um, do mm-hmm. you. Yeah, do you, girls? Yeah. All right, thank you for listening. As always, you can DM or email us. We'd love to hear from you. Stay radical. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.